Episode 20, everybody. Welcome to the Nothing Podcast. Today we have Hal Fisher, one-time regional <laughs> athlete. athlete. It doesn't even exist anymore. What a time to be alive. And yeah. French throwdown. Mm-hmm. Was that in Paris? Yeah. Paris, France. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I went there. And then big competitions, just regionals, Wadapalooza. And France. What's training like right now? Um, it's a little bit weird. It's because um, <clears throat> after France, I should have taken a little bit more time to recover my body, but jumped right back into training and messed my knee up. And then, oh, really? oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, messed my knee up a little bit, and then went and competed in Pensacola. And right after that, I dislocated my knee. So. Training has been, <clears throat> and then right after that, I got a concussion during the 
a couple days before the open. So how'd you get a concussion? Fell down twenty flights of stairs. How? Sleepwalking. Where? <laughs> My house. Jeez, do you sleepwalk a lot? <laughs> yeah, ever since I was like a little kid. My mom had to like almost started padlocking my room because really? I would make food in my sleep, like cook, um, clean, and uh, you know, use the restroom on the floor sometimes. <laughs> so my mom had to clean that up. So you woke so, up to No, I remember waking up and I was kind of out of it, but I just remember, like, I, I've definitely, you know, slept like before, like, woken up on the couch, like, and just gone right back up to bed, and I was just face down on the ground, and kind of got it back up, and Rosie, my cousin, was there, and she was, like, freaking out, and then, well, I just went and laid up in bed, and they wanted to bring me to the hospital at the time, but I didn't really do anything, and um, woke up to a friend of mine... <clears throat> basically telling me, like, get out of bed, we're going to the hospital. So we went to the Care Now place, and they put some stitches in my head, and um, a couple days later, they released the first open workout, and... Had to do it. Had to do it, and got almost to do it, and I um, had the worst headache of my life, and thought I had, like, you know, blown a gasket in my face, and so I stopped, and... Which sucks because a lot of the sanctionals this year, you qualify, you had to qualify through the Open. Oh, really? So, yeah, missed Wadapalooza, you know, missed all the big ones that I had, like, planned on doing. So, so what's the plan right now? Um, so I've just basically kind of taken a, taken a step back from, you know, I wouldn't say take, take a step back from my training, but taking a step back and kind of, like, reevaluated <clears throat> where I'm at right now, this part of the season. And, like, I'm in a weird spot because, you know, I missed half the sanctionals, like, qualifiers. Right. So there's a couple left, but they're, you know, one's in China, which would be sweet to go to. But it's... Coronavirus. Ex- yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> exactly. Um, real, <laughs> but um, right now, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep my body... Right now, I feel like the best I've felt in probably three, four years from training. Well, it's it's changed a lot. Yeah, in that time span. My training is is Christian still doing your programming? Yeah, he's still doing my programming, but I'm doing you know a lot of my own accessory work, and uh, I like you're choosing. Your yeah, so he's work. doing all my CrossFit stuff, doing most of my lifting work, which um, is how many times a. A day. A uh, day, a week. A week. Um, That's the breakdown real quick. So right now I'm doing, you know, Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursdays I usually run, and I do my own running programming. Um, yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, honestly, so... Why so late? Um, and in the cold with... With, yeah. T-shirt. With a hoodie or sweat, a t-shirt on, yeah. Um, that all started, like, I've basically... I think my whole life I've had like pretty bad anxiety and like I haven't been able to sleep great. So I, you know, made it a point to myself this year. I usually let myself get so anxious that I can't, I won't go to sleep till three o'clock in the morning, wake back up for school at, you know, seven 30. Yeah. So I've tried to make it a point, you know, I've taken melatonin and I've taken everything. It, yeah, and eventually it, it just stops kind, working. Yeah. It stops working. And I finally got to the point where I just was like, I got to figure something out because you know, I guess I could, you could say like, you know, I'm elite athlete CrossFit level and I've been able to do that with getting, you know, four or five hours of sleep every night. And I was like, well, maybe if I change, you know, if I slept a little bit more, I could, 
perform a little bit right. better. Right. So the running thing started probably a couple months ago. I just, you know, I got really anxious one night and couldn't sleep. So I was just decided to go run, came back home, got in the shower quick and then laid in bed and just out. Um, probably should run a little earlier if I'm going to run at all. Cause usually <laughs> yeah. I'm running at 1230 or one in the morning. But I mean, usually, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll focus my running. I mean, it's not a bad thing, you know, it gets me in pretty good shape, but I, it's um, fucking quick too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, running, I mean, I've been trying to make it a point. Also, one of the things that I, I think that I started doing that also, because when I was training for France, I <clears throat> was doing a lot of running when I first started running, like getting into the more like, you know, we were doing specific running sessions I started getting really bad shin splints because my body wasn't used to that volume. So yeah. I made it a point, you know, running, you know, on top of the anxiety thing. Um, I think it's good for me to run at least once or twice a week so that when I'm getting prepped for those big competitions, I don't have to worry about it affecting my other training yeah. because that was a big thing for me. I was, before France, I was pretty beat up. Um, you know, I was probably training five, six hours a day leading up to that. So... But the running thing, yeah, the running thing basically stems from whenever I'm in, like, an anxious situation or something that's, like, yeah. stressful in my life, I'll just go run. Am I going to, you know, sit in bed or am I going to go do something? Yeah, exactly. So it's or either yeah. I sit in, I in bed, that. watch TV, um, tried reading. Everyone's like, oh, just read to put you to sleep. Didn't work. Until you're, like, reading the page. Exactly. And then, and then you're like, oh, I didn't read any of that. <laughs> yeah. You just go through. Because, you know, like, when I'm sitting there with my – when I'm in a stressful situation – me reading, I'm not even really reading it. Right, it's, exactly. It's just... My mind... It has to be okay. something that's going to make you escape. Exactly. So when I go run, I just basically in run the cold, until... Yeah. In the cold, I'm not thinking about that. I'm <laughs> thinking about how can. cold my hands are. <clears throat> so... Anyway, so how many times are you train? You don't... Do you do multiple training sessions in a day? And yeah, I you, do. Okay. And then how many pieces usually is a day? Because I remember fucking A through F... Yeah, so it varies. I mean, right now, there's not, you know, a big point in me trying to do four, like three, four sessions a day. Like, I'm not training for competition, so I don't have to really worry about that. But I still know that my body, you know, if I go only work out for one hour a day, it happens sometimes, you know, with school or whatever. I definitely have those days where I can only work out for an hour and a half. But I try to fit in. I probably fit in four hours of working out in that hour and a half where it's back to back to back. But right now it's Monday through Wednesday, go run or something on Thursday, Friday, Saturday train. And then during those training days, I'd say, you know, my school has a pretty, pretty decent gym. So I'll usually do maybe one piece there um, if I can. And then... I'd say piece-wise, I've got probably three, four strength pieces and then two, three Metcons a day. And then on top of that, I do usually throw in my own accessory work, um, which isn't too long. It probably takes 15, 20 minutes. It's like bodybuilding type stuff. Bodybuilding stuff. I've just felt that I feel stronger I've in been my doing lifts. Some as well. Just like more well-rounded. Yeah. There's no, I mean, because I think that people have the misconception that you know, CrossFit's just lift heavy weights and kill yourself in the wad, but they don't see the stuff that people actually no, are doing on the side. It's taken me seven years, but I finally figured out pacing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. It's, 
And that's the whole, like, the whole building the strength part. That was the big thing for me recently was um, since I had the concussion, I couldn't really push myself on Metcon. So I started doing a lot of strength stuff. Started doing that. When I came back in, when I, you know, I was cleared from my concussion, I, I started doing Metcons again, and I didn't really feel that I had lost a lot. So I kind of have always known that I can... I've never had the issue of building my engine up or building yeah. my muscle endurance. That's the easiest thing for me. Strength has always been, you know, up and down for me. I I think I do better with a program that's more strength-based with Metcons and stuff on the side. Yeah. Um, that's why I've been doing a lot more accessory work. My lifts have gone The up. snatching? Snatching has gone up way, way up. And, um, yeah, I just feel healthier. That's the whole goal for me right now. I'm not... I've picked out a couple competitions that I would like to do. Um, there's one in Knoxville. It's not a sanctional. It's a pretty big one, though. And then... Fittest Experience, which is in Texas, which I think should be a, considered a sanctional, or they should make it a sanctional because it's really big. There's a lot of big names there, and um, I've always wanted to do that one. And this year, I think I'm that's the one I'm going to do. I I do love competing, and I think that for me to, you know, that motivation comes from like stems from the com- competition. Yeah, so, so even if you know, even if I don't do a sanctional this year, um, <clears throat> which wouldn't be the end of the world to me, I still want to do you know three or four or five competitions that I are big to where I can see, to see where I'm at. Yeah. And just to compete again. Yeah. And that's the big thing with going to France. It was, I didn't, you know, plan well for that. Um, financially (laughs) (laughs) it was, um, all those sanctionals are really expensive. I mean, you're traveling to a different country and you know, I mean, that's added stress on top of competing as well. And, um, the worst part about that was, you know, the qualifier for that competition was basically a month and a half before, before the actual sanctional. Yeah. So you have like no time to plan. You have no time to plan. You have you basically have to bite the bullet to, um, like, well, you know, I'm not going to get a good deal on a flight. I'm not going to get a good deal on a place to stay. Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> that was, I mean, it was a great experience. I, you know, I vacationed a little bit after, and that was one of the best times I've ever had, and it was great going over there. Don't know if I would ever want to go back to Paris. It wasn't a... Why not? wasn't... I, I, it was just, you know... Everyone says it's like, you know, the city of love. It's so beautiful. And I would say everything outside of Paris is way more beautiful than actually the inside Paris. Thing. Paris is very kind of a scary place right now. And um, smells like cigarettes everywhere and <laughs> just kind of dirty. <laughs> so... Um, shouting. Yeah. So, I mean, that competition went well for me. I went way better than I would have ever expected. I went in there and got seventh out of, you know, 40 guys that top guys in the world. So elite level dudes. Yeah. Um, great experience. And I think after that, that was kind of a turning point for me where I was, you know, I kind of looked at that competition. I was like, well, I can, I can actually compete with all these guys. And then right after that was Pensacola. And I went down there and, you know, competed with some of the best guys in the world as well. And, you know, beat a couple of them and ended up getting second there. Um, but, yeah, this – I just think that right now, since I don't have a sanctional, it's it's kind of one of those things where I do love doing the CrossFit movements. I love doing, you know, competition-type prep. But there's not really a big point for me to do that. Yeah. Um, 
so I'm still doing, you know, two, three Metcons a day, but my main focus is just getting stronger just because everyone else is getting stronger. Right. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep up. The baseline so. is getting The baseline is ridiculous right now. So that was my big thing. And also getting back to where I'm not having really any aches and pains. I mean, I've been blessed that I've never broken or torn something, but... Right. Something like super serious. Yeah, super serious, but it's still... There's definitely those moments where I've looked back and I'm, you know, I'm like, wow, I was super in a, I was in a really bad position with training. So, um, just beating my body up to the point where there was no point in it. Right. Um, when you're not prepping for a competition, think with CrossFit now, cause the seasons are so weird now. There's so many sanctionals, you know, there's the games and they're starting to do two opens. And I think the seasons are so weird now that you kind of do have to stay in shape. All season long, if you're if you're one of those people that wants to compete in every single sanctional or like four or five sanctionals a year, I'm not one of those people. I would love to compete in one at least, and then maybe a couple smaller ones. Um, but your body, I, I just don't think your body Going can take back it to right back now. To back yeah, back. it's it's. I mean, I got a buddy at my old gym or my gym right now actually that um, you know, he's he's done three or four sanctionals already. Jeez, and um. He's is he doing worse every time? Um, he's he's hurting his body every time, right. and it's gotten to the point where you know he broke his hand, so he's got to have surgery. He had a surgery on that; they had to remove a bone. So wrist. He's had that. Yeah, he's been he's had a broken hand for seven months. Risk to reward it. ratio. Exactly, and I think the smartest thing for a you know a high level competitor was obviously you know if you can make the CrossFit Games to the Open because they take the top ten in the Open. If you can make it there, like you're set. Yeah. You can train the rest of the year, do a couple sanctionals, no stress. But you know, nowadays it's it's kind of like a Easier game planning. Done. Yeah, exactly. I'm not one of those people that can probably. I'm not great. I'm not a great open competitor. So I know if I obviously one of my goals in life is to <clears throat> qualify for the CrossFit Games, which was I think everyone, every athlete's, every competitor's goal in CrossFit. But I mean. I know that with the way my schooling and stuff is going, then I'm it's it's gonna be tough. But my buddy, like I was, I just got completely off track. Very good. <laughs> um, haven't and it's completely thrown my whole weekend up because i'm like well i'm not i'm not performing to the best of my abilities yeah but you can't <clears throat> compare it because of the situational exactly circumstances um, but yeah so i just think a lot of people think that those crossfit like the elite crossfitters they just go 100 percent all the time and well the thing is they're they everyone thinks they're going 100 percent all the time but in reality they're going 85 percent exactly. but their 85 percent is, is that person is everyone's hundred exactly or probably more yeah and i mean those longer workouts you know when i was in france that that workout i was talking about with the 10 rounds for time you know it was over 150 reps of two movements, shoulder overhead and sumo deadlift high pull. And you can't go out there and go 100% the whole entire time. Right. Um, there's a couple guys that tried to do that it and they fell off. They fell, at that fi- yeah. they fell off at that five-round mark. <clears throat> I, um, you know, you pick that pace at 85%. You going 85% the 
the whole entire time versus someone going 100% and then falling off to their 70% by the, you know, eighth, right. ninth round. You're going to, you're going to, you may be behind them half the workout or 75% of the workout. That last couple minutes, like, but you're going to have last that two rounds. 15%. Exactly. You're going to have that 15% off, 15% that, you know, you go that last, last round, you can push it a little bit right. harder. Um, As you see that happen all the time. Exactly. And that just comes with doing. The work more work more and more workouts also and, comp- uh, competing. Yes, I've never done an individual competition, <laughs> so I can't even imagine because sometimes the, the, the with doubles it, the pressure is split. You know, yeah, fifty fifty. See, I'm the type but of person all that the I pressures on you, but you're yeah. also a control freak probably. And yeah, I'm definitely a control freak, and I, I mean, I do, I like doing partner competitions. I've I've done a couple of team team competitions. Did one in Pensacola. Um, had a great time. But I've definitely had had those moments where I compete with a partner and um, <laughs> lose my mind because <laughs> he's not I want to. Yeah, he's that person's not doing what I, I'm like. You know, you should be doing not this. As fast. this, this. Yeah, like so, <laughs> I I I do better when I you know the, all the blame is on me because I kind of like the pressure of that. So, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I think it's about time for you to maybe try an individual competition. There's a couple coming up, actually. Um, so Quinn, I think he he got an MRI. I don't know what the result was, but he had his a, shoulder, his knee. But oh, wow. um, I think he thought it was meniscus tear. Or they're thinking it might be more serious. But they, him, Matt, and Rob qualified for Granite Games. Yeah. So I might be going to Granite Games. That'd be fun. You'd enjoy yourself. That was one that I wanted to do. Um, I just don't want to go to what Minnesota. Yeah. I just don't Saint think there's Colorado. anything fun there. <laughs> you know, um, I have nutrition wow. questions. Yeah. What is your eating like, like right now? And then more so has, how has it evolved over time? Well, let's go back four years. I, um, let's go back to my senior year in high school. It's about five years ago. I, yeah, four or five years ago, I was 130 pounds graduating my senior year. And um, was supposed to go wrestling college, decided not to, and needed something to do. So I started working out, got into the whole bodybuilding type of splits. Splits. Yeah. Thought eating chicken and rice every single day was just <laughs> going to make me jacked and <laughs> found out real quick it wasn't. Went over to your gym at the time. It was CrossFit Syndicate beforehand, but um, went over there. A friend invited me <laughs> and fell in love with CrossFit. Tim um, Capra, owner of CrossFit West National. Everyone now. knows Tim. Everyone knows him. <laughs> on, the, on the Nothing Podcast. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he started, you know, he was my, I mean, I credit most of my success in CrossFit and him getting me started in it, as well as, you know, pushing me and taking me to that next step of, you know, going from a skilled athlete to an RX athlete to an elite athlete. Yeah. Um, just fine tuning what yeah, was there. Yeah, um, he took me under his wing, um, and taught me everything. Taught me all the CrossFit movements. Kind of put me on a plan of, hey, you need to be doing this and this. He's the one who told me, hey, you're 145 pounds right now. You need to get up to, you know, 195. So took that way too literally. And <laughs> I was working at Chipotle at the time actually, and <laughs> I was getting free food, so I took advantage of it and um, ate, a ch- ate Chipotle every single day for about seven months. <laughs> and I put on, yeah, I put on sixty-five pounds. Good God! In seven months, yeah, not all good weight. 
Um, <laughs> and actually, you know, going back and looking Chipotle at pictures. Chipotle weight. Oh, it was Chipotle. I was, I was um, big boy. I was the Shoney's big boy. boy. Yeah, they call me Shoney's big boy because my face was just, it was awful. <laughs> I thought I was jacked and, you know, this huge, I got up to 210 actually. And um, when he competed in water in my first year in the intermediate division, I ended up getting second actually. Couldn't climb a rope, but um, got second and got back home. And actually my little sister, Martha, who competes, I think everyone, she's at CrossFit West Nashville actually right now. And um, one day I remember she told me, <laughs> I was making breakfast and she told me that um, I uh, kind of looked at me and was like, you're going to eat all of that. It kind of made me feel bad about myself, and I kind of reevaluated my whole diet, but started doing um, the RPM. Deep cuts or RP, Martha. Yeah, deep cuts from Martha. She can really get in my head, and I, I mean, I thank her because, you know, I wasn't seeing what she was seeing, I guess. Just a chunky I've been boy. there before, dude. <laughs> and, um, Actually, I'm about to post uh, uh, from my birthday last year to now. Wow. It's yeah, a, you got a big difference, bro. It's a big difference. Yeah, You'll it's see. crazy. Yeah, Tim was talking to me about that actually last time. He's like, yeah, Jeremiah's getting shredded up. I was like... Kind of fit right now. Yeah, you're kind of fit. And your strength's staying up. You it's know? decent. You yeah. Honestly, the one thing I had is probably gone. You could probably snatch more than me right now. Really? Yeah. Dude, I don't know. One my, rep. My one rep max is not that, like, where it should be. But I can hit, you know... I mean, you're, you're hitting 260. That's I'm high. hitting 260 That's, every time I go for it, which is what I need to do. It's not about, I mean... I'm, I can hit that in a competition every single time. I'm, I think I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's guys you're going to be putting over hitting, like 280. Yeah. I mean, you got Matt Frazier and all that. But, but a 260 is still like yeah. an sanctional, probably top 10. Yeah, it's definitely top 10. You know. That but was that's one. in training. You probably yeah. have more than that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's one of the big things that I've been working on. Is that's my been my worst movement in my whole life. So, um, but the diet. Yeah. It's. It. Yeah. I mean, it's. I started. I did RP strength, which I think everyone you know that does CrossFit probably knows of RP strength. It's a great diet. Um, I didn't do well on it because I just wasn't eating enough. I, I don't think it was enough food for me. Um, and then I kind of started branching out and doing my own thing after RP because I got it got me super shredded up. Which was great from going from because it wasn't enough calories. Exactly, um, I was getting i I was getting enough to keep muscle on, but yeah. performance wise, with the amount of training I was doing, just was not. I was just feeling beat, beat up all the time. I got to it's crazy that the the, um, the picture from Waterpolo's my first year to Waterpolo's my second year. I um, it's a complete you know one eighty. Yeah, I'm fat and then <laughs> not so fat the next year. And, so you but I went into Wadapalooza and I, my, I could move so well, but my weights, I couldn't move anything. Yeah. I was, it was embarrassing. So essentially you're finding mm. the middle ground. Now. Exactly. So I started experimenting, Hey, I'm going to add more carbs here. I'm going to add more carbs here. So that just kind of kept developing. I, um, did a little experiment, a couple experiments on myself, you know, do I do better <clears throat> with high carb or high fat? So if you're, if you're changing one of those variables, how long are you waiting to see Month, a month ago. Okay. Yeah, because everyone's like, "Oh, try it for two weeks." I don't think that's long enough. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think the first week you do it, I think your body kind of goes into shock, and it, you may not feel good. You may feel great, and it might 
you know, it might mess your mind up a little bit. You might feel crappy, but then, you know, a week later you, you start feeling better and right. the third week you're feeling better. And the Sometimes fourth week you got to hold great. out. Exactly. Especially if you've been doing a diet for two years, your body's so used to that. It's, you got to give it a little bit more than two weeks. Right. If you've been, yeah, if yeah. you've been doing something for years, and that's you what, expect uh, it to yeah. change in a month? I mean, cause I tried two weeks. Um, keto and the first week I actually felt really good on it. Like start, like actually started feeling more like cut up and I felt stronger. And then by that second week, I kind of was like, Oh, well, you know, I feel okay. Third and fourth week, man, I thought I was like, my knees started hurting. My, Were you losing weight? Yeah, I was losing weight. But I was eating, I mean, I was eating, you know, 6,000 calories a day. You weren't putting butter in your coffee, were you? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No, I was eating, you know, so probably gross. close to 275 grams of fat a day. Um, But I just couldn't, I think my body, you know, obviously. I just feel they have, like sludge. Yeah, you feel like sludge. I think the inflammation, I think yeah. everyone's inflammation goes up, Um, especially because you're eating a lot of red meat. Because, you know, you're trying to get those fats in. So chicken's not going to give you anything. So I was eating a lot of red meat. And that's another thing. I did keto. I've done, you know, gluten-free. I've done the caveman diet. Um, How long did you do that for? I did that so for months. just me? I did all of it. Yeah, did I, I did just meat and vegetables. Just meat and vegetables <laughs> got... Was it shred city? Shot up. Yeah, shredded. Um, it's nothing but protein. No, and I was, I was like, you know, if I was going to a photo shoot or something like that i would 100 yeah, percent do that do for a again. week man i got my skin was paper thin <laughs> it was it was bad because by the third you know fourth week i couldn't I feel like i couldn't do crossfit anymore yeah. i was like i could probably go do i could probably just be a bodybuilder like this but i have with, to think that man like the demand on like that you're putting in or the intensity like, yeah you just need carbs like you do. so many so i stopped doing that i did that for i did Keto started out with keto because everyone was like, you know, on that keto, the keto fab that everyone was just like going crazy yeah, about it. It's tried nice. it out, wasn't for me. Then I went, you know, completely gluten free, felt good. And then I did the caveman diet. And then after that, I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this because I'm messing my body up, I think. So I, um, I actually went and got a, a, um, what Blood is it test? Called? Blood, well, yeah, it was a panel basically for a allergy panel, blood test. Okay. Paid, you know, they're expensive, but I was like, hey, maybe this will, you know, I always, I watch these documentaries about, you know, Sarah Sigmund's daughter and stuff, finding out she was allergic to this, this, and yeah, this, and then changed all of it. When it did that, found out I was allergic to pistachios, um, lactose intolerant, had no idea I was lactose intolerant. And, um. Do you still do dairy ever? No. No. But on my cheat days, of course I do. I eat pizza. Do you feel it? Yeah. Yeah. I can see a difference. I can tell a difference in my face. I can tell a difference in my body. Um, Performance-wise, total difference. So cut out lactose, cut out um, pistachios. <laughs> I didn't um, – Yeah, how? <laughs> well, when I was a little kid, I used to eat pistachios. My grandfather had pistachios in his house and just these bowls of them. I would sit there and eat a whole entire bowl and my throat would start closing <laughs> up. And I thought it was normal. No one told me that it was like – you know, I would sit there and like my, be like, my mom my – mom, I was like, my mom, mom my, my throat's scratchy. And she'd be like, oh, it's just because of the salt. That's when but it's like, – Yeah, I was that's like – That's when it started. Push through. Yeah, now. I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when the mental warfare started. Um, yeah, no idea until about – probably a year and two, two years ago that I was allergic to pistachios. Um, but yeah, cutting out lactose going, I'm actually completely gluten-free right now. Um, you feel that helps? Yeah. That's another, I think everyone should be gluten-free. I think that 
you know, people eating, obviously the big thing when people are saying to diet, cut out bread, cut out yeah. process. I think if you go completely gluten-free, I think that would make the biggest difference from people. Um, I felt that in difference in my <clears throat> body, like, you know, the physiology of it, um, the morphology, I, the performance levels that I have, yeah. I can tell a difference from when, you know, don't get me wrong, twice, two, three times a week, I go have a cheat meal because yeah. I'd drive myself crazy. If well, I yeah, it'd be the restriction is... Pizza is my go-to, so pizza is probably the worst thing you could prob- probably eat for me, especially because it's got a ton of gluten, a ton <laughs> of lactate, <laughs> yeah. and I, the next morning, man, I look, go wake up in the mirror, and I don't want to walk out of the house because my face is so swollen, and start breaking out, and I go to the gym, and I'm just moving. I just move so slow. Yeah. Ever since I stopped doing eating lactose, because I used to drink, I used to drink a lot of whey protein. Don't drink whey protein anymore. I actually really don't even drink protein at all. Um, you know, when I get a stack from NutriShop or something, I'll drink it. But I'm a big believer in just going and eating. Yeah, especially after your workout. I mean, I do see the benefits of having a protein shake, but if I can go home and eat. I'll definitely go home and eat rather than... Right, instead of supplementing, essentially. Exactly. So um, I think that's what everyone's getting caught up in now. Like, they just think, you know, they take... They've got... I do take... It's one supplement I've always taken. It's like carbohydrate, like a carb supplement. Because right now... Well, basically, I'll sum up my whole diet. Um, Right now, I've gotten to the point where... I used to track all my stuff. Um, Last time I tracked was probably four months ago. Um, I'll track for like a week every so often, just kind of, if I'm feeling sluggish, if I'm feeling crappy during training, I'll track my food. And if I sit here, I'm like, Hey, maybe I'll just add a couple more carbs here. Yeah. Add that in, do that for about a week. And then I'll know, Hey, okay, I'll add this in each day. And I know exactly how many carbs I'm putting in, but it gets to a certain point. I think when you've been doing it, cause I mean, I've eaten the same thing for breakfast every single day for probably a year now. So I know, and yeah, like, that's basically, how, that, yeah. That's how I feel as well. Like You kind of like, know, hey, I know this cup of rice, or I know how much goes in here. But you've learned exactly over time. Um, and I think everyone's different. I mean, I've had people on Instagram ask me, what's your diet, or can you do my diet, or can you tell me what your diet is so I can follow? I'm like, man, you don't... <laughs> if you follow my diet, it's not going it, to... It's different. No, it's not. Well, because, I mean, right now... It's the way my, that you eat, yeah, that my, for um, you. I mean, my macronutrients right now, I mean... I think everyone, body weight and protein, I think that's just a basic. Um, you can eat a little bit more. It's not going to do anything to yeah. you. Um, fats. I'm, so right now, body, protein, I'm doing 200 grams. Fats, I'm doing 115 grams. And then carbohydrates, I'm at 775 right now. I don't have the math on that. Well, how many calories is that? Probably close to 6,000. <laughs> um, it drops, and it does drop. So it's like, you know, obviously on my Depending days off. on the day, yeah. I'm not... I'm not sitting there eating six thousand. But still, like, yeah, is it a difficulty to get that on those days? Or are you hungry? Pretty I'm much? constantly hungry, yeah. um, and I mean, some day, some meals. I mean, some people are like, "Hey, you need to eat, you know, two hours apart. Do this, this, and this." I don't have time to do that. So there's there are some days where I come home and I've probably eaten once or twice during the day, but at nighttime, you know, I'm fitting in the probably four thousand calories, yeah. um, which I mean probably isn't ideal. If well, I everyone's had... going to ask me to ask you, like, is it how the majority of the time when you have 4,000 calories to eat, how are you doing that while still, still remaining relatively clean? Um, or is it on those days, like, I basically trained super intense. It doesn't really fucking matter. 
I do. I, I believe in that to a certain extent, but if I were to follow that, you know, logic every single time that happened, I'd probably be having pizza or like right. a burger three times a week, which I or four times a week, which I don't want to do. So basically, my go-to is most people can't. I don't think anyone would want to do this, but you're going to get most of your calories from okay. your fats. Yeah. So my go-to is I know that. You know, whole avocado is going to have 30 grams of fat in it. And sometimes with this whole... <laughs> Please with, tell me you're not going you to just eat enough. No, so I... Yeah, what I normally do is I'll do... <laughs> I'll get... Weigh out my rice. So I know that when I weigh out my rice, like cooked rice, you know, 160 grams of cooked rice is 45 grams of carbs. So... <clears throat> Which is basically just a cup. I don't know why I just went into that, but <laughs> I um, try to do at least. That's just, that's the hard part about the carbohydrates, since my carbs are so high. I do way better on moderate fat, super high carb diet. Yeah, I just I feel better. I look better. I well, it's train the, better. The duration um, and intensity of your workouts. Exactly. So each one of my meals probably has close to two hundred grams of carbs in it. Um, at nighttime when I'm missing a lot of those i still i know that's the most important thing so that's so 800 calories right there yeah so i usually if i have to <laughs> fit in that much stuff like the question you just asked if yeah. i had to fit that much in it's pretty no one would want to do this but i do it anyway because i know i'll feel better in the morning is i will get probably six or seven cups of cooked rice and put that in there with two whole avocados and four just chicken breasts mix it around yeah it takes me probably an hour and a half to eat <laughs> but i mean it's doable i do that and then what also helps me to get calories uh, i don't really count calories because i don't i don't know i've never been one of those people who are like okay i burn this amount of calories in the gym i need to like i'm just like hey i'm gonna eat you know over six thousand calories a day well you're also you're actively testing it yeah on and off to see what works yeah so so i found there's little tricks that you can do. I mean, if you've got to get calories in and you're not really worried about, you know, some people obviously shouldn't do this, but, you know, doing the whole two avocados, like, quick, easy way to get well, some yeah, calories Well, yeah, this in. is obviously too, it's a hyperbole of, <laughs> of fitness yeah. in regards to someone that's not training at your level. Yeah, and sure. I mean, I, I definitely... Please, yeah, do not eat two avocados. Yeah, don't okay. eat up two avocados. Please don't, <laughs> um, because you'll probably feel awful the next day. Who knows? Maybe you'll feel great. <laughs> that um, body fat percentage is going to go up, up. Yeah. If you do that. But, um, yeah, my diet, it's evolved, and it's cool looking back. You know, I wish I could go back in time and tell my 18-year-old self, hey. You're going to feel like that <laughs> the rest of my yeah, life. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how I feel like the, the main difference eating-wise is the whole 80-20 rule is honestly kind of how – I've been trying to stick lately, like 80% of the time, keep it clean and 20%. Yeah. Of the and time. I think every, I mean, for us or, you know, athletes or, you know, your people that are average actively, Joe, actively working, working out, out yeah. um, taking the are in good shape. I think that's a good rule to stick with. There are some cases where I think that, Hey, you're trying to lose a hundred pounds. Um, <clears throat> You sticking to you know more of a ninety ten rule, well, yeah. probably is way better for well, you. Well, the the preciseness of it depends on yeah what the real goal is. Because like the difference between someone that might be eating eighty twenty and they say I want to get five percent 
body fat leaner. It's like yeah. it's going to take an extra effort to not exactly. Do. And everyone's looking for that quick fix. But and also like the big thing with the diet is you know people don't realize they just think going to the gym now. It's like oh if I go to the gym, it's just going to make me it's going to make me lose a ton of weight. Yeah, I can reward myself with. I always tell people you know if I train someone or you know I'm just giving someone advice. I just, the first thing I ask them, I don't ask them if they're working out. I ask them, Hey, what are you eating? Because yeah. that's, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. They're not made in the gym. I mean, unless you're just genetically blessed. Well, anytime, so you can eat whatever you want. Anytime but. I've had a six pack and on and off over time, like I don't really try to abs a ton. Yeah. And because it's because you probably were like, Hey, let's clean up the diet a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, sure. Oh, I've got abs now. Yeah. That's I mean, it's for everyone. Uh, speaking of people you train, uh, how's that old guy? Oh, <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> okay, okay. I knew you were going to ask this question because <laughs> we talked last explain time. Explain like, it from... Save it for the podcast. However um, you need to explain it okay. from the start. So, I... You know, I'm not going to name names. It's The gonna, fitness talk is over. We're taking it. The fitness talk turn. is over, yeah. We may go back to that, but... Maybe. Right now, um, we'll get into it. Um, so, I do some personal training on the side. Is that out and, of Trivium or is it somewhere else? No, it's at? just I, I usually doing house calls. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. Don't how take that you, out of context. <laughs> how did you get? How did you get that? How did you get house calls? Is it okay? Like, how are people reaching well, out to you? So there's some people I went to high school with that you know I think they you just know, know of look you. at my Instagram yeah. and they're like, hey, can you work me out? I have no idea what I'm doing, and I've been training a guy for probably two years now. And I went to high school with him, and <clears throat> he lives in Bellevue, so I go to his apartment complex. We train there. There's another kid that I've trained. You know, he was, he's wanting to get in shape for the Army. He wants to join the Army. So, so. basically, people are DMing you. Yeah, DMing yeah. me. Yeah. And, you know, I've had some, you know, on and off clients. You know, I've had some people that trained for me for three months, or um, some people I've been referred to by other people that I know, family members, whatever. But so this specific person um, that you're... So adamantly asking me about, I, uh, so I was on Instagram and one of my buddies asked me, Hey, are you wanting to take another client on? So I said, sure. Why not? And I get in touch with the guy, you know, he's a little standoffish, a little bit like something, I mean, a little odd, I guess yeah. you could say, wanted me to call him, to talk to him, not just text him. Cause you know, I don't know what it was that he was trying to figure out, Hey, is this like a real person? He's 50. 60? 50. I'd say late 40s, okay. maybe. May, not close to 60. I think late 40s. I'd, yeah, late 40s. So he, you know, we talked for a little bit. We texted. I was kind of trying to figure out, hey, where, like, what area do you live in? What gym would be best for you? You know, I'll, I'll go to people. Like, if they want, if they go to the YMCA, I'll go to the YMCA. Yeah. Um, I don't have a y, y membership, but I will, you know, pay a fee to just go in and train the person. So I wanted to meet in the downtown Y. And I was like, great, like, let's go to a training session, ask me my rates, everything like that. Go into it, like, thinking regular training session. Never met the guy, you know, all, only I've talked to him on the phone once, texted him, you know, for a week. Yeah. So I go in, <clears throat> find the guy, and we kind of start talking. He's on the elliptical and, you know, wants to do his own, th- like, wants to go on the elliptical for a couple more minutes. We train a little bit, <clears throat> and <laughs> and then after, he kind of asked me, like, hey, <clears throat> You know, we got like plans after this, and I was like, yeah, not really. You know, probably just go back home." And he asked me, <laughs> he asked me if I would want to go grab some food downtown. And so I was like, "I mean, sure, why not?" He's like, "It's on me." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, for sweet. sure." I'm getting, you know, 
training this guy and I'm getting free food tonight. Like yeah. <laughs> best night ever. And um, <clears throat> he stops me with the question, like, what's your rate? And I was <clears throat> kind of like didn't really know what he meant. I said, what so do you I mean? told you, man. We just trained. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, um, <laughs> what do you mean for the session or, you know, for what? And he's like, no, like go downtown and hang out with me. I was – I thought he was joking. But basically comes out that, you know, he – I guess you could say I'm a life coach for the guy now, but it started out where he kind of asked me what would my right be to go eat dinner with him and just hang out with him. There's no... There's been no other race. There's no... <laughs> no. <laughs> there's nothing, you know, sexual in that, you know, training client I kind of, I was kind of hoping it'd be sexual because no. now it's just kind of sad. No, it is sad. And, you know, I'm not going to name how, names. How long is it going to be until you're like, I don't, you don't have to charge me anything because you've... Because you're like, this guy's kind of cool. Or is it, you're always I, Okay, to be honest, the dude is actually like kind of funny sometimes. He, you know, he's actually a very chill dude. Um, he, <laughs> I mean, I think that, you know, I don't, I don't really know what it is, but I don't know, I'm enjoying it, you know. It's a good, it's a good time. I mean, I get to go eat and we go just chill yeah. and he's a good talk. I mean, he talks, he's normal dude. Nothing. I mean, a little, little court, like, you know, standoffish, a little shy, I guess. But like, I mean, it does, it was kind of sad. It, once I kind of like everything kind of turning in my head, I was like, okay, wow. Like this is, this is kind of sad. Right. Um, I don't know if it's going to get to that point because I need the money, I need the money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, the dude's a cool dude. You know, we just like. You know, I haven't really hung out with him in a while because, like, he's been out of town and stuff. But chill, dude. He we text and you know he'll um just check in. You know, probably hang out with him next week though. He's coming back, so be a good time. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's get to. Uh, I remember it almost be helpful if Tim was here. We might have to do one uh, eventually. Okay. To but very done. There's a Wadapalooza, like drunk uber story oh yeah yeah let's do that one we got like 15 minutes okay wadapalooza like best competition on earth if you even if you you know you're not competing you should go to it just so you know it's in miami in miami like miami beach it's like a whole it's like a music festival basically working out um so you know after the competition's over everyone you know goes to big after party and then we would always stay, you know, two extra days just because like, it's in Miami. Like, why would you not stay a couple days just to, like, chill, right. have a good time? So, we – first year, we didn't do anything crazy. Second year, you know, got to know Tim a little bit better and was more, like, you know, comfortable, like, you know, partying and stuff. Yeah. So, we uh, – Comfortable to let loose. Yeah, comfortable to let loose a little bit. So, little let loose a little too much. Um, we went to South Beach – Big old party on the beach that day, Martin Luther King Day. And uh, it, was, it was like, I guess all the schools were out. So we're all kind of sitting on the beach and, you know, went and got some drinks from the gas station. We're having a good time drinking. Drank a little too much. Don't remember much, but. Um, so what time in the, like, this is the daytime? Yeah, this is daytime. It's probably 10 o'clock <laughs> oh in the morning. God. Yeah, we started drinking probably like nine. And I'm I, on vacation. Okay? I'm on vacation, okay? You know, but it doesn't help. <laughs> What I've realized is, like, you know, after competition, you know, it doesn't help that I'm, like, just beat up. I'm oh, so yeah. tired. Oh, yeah. the recovery. So drinking just, alcohol is probably the worst poison, thing you could possibly poisoning do. Poisoning your destroyed Yeah, body. you know, like, I, I can hold my own when it comes to drinking. Like, I've got a pretty decent tolerance, I think. But 
in that case, you know, I was, you know, we were, we were also drinking Four Locos, so that's probably it as well. Never drink Four Locos in Florida. A lot more <laughs> alcohol in those. So we go get some Four Locos. I was being an idiot and drank a whole one and then shotgun Real quick. Okay, cool. Yeah, shotgun to, what was it? You to know, two think, by four. Yeah, I think it was. 24 ounces. 24 ounces, yeah. Definitely. Shotgun 24 ounces straight. So standard. Took it straight to the dome. <laughs> and was having a great time and then. You know what flavor? Church was, wine or no? I think it was like watermelon, lemonade, battery acid. Ooh, oh, what the watermelon's pretty. Good. Watermelon's pretty good. I mean, I think it tastes like <laughs> the doctor put you a, a whole spoonful of cough syrup in there. <laughs> but I, I know, man, like that hit me like a train from hell. So you're drunk at eleven o'clock. South Beach, yeah, I'd say eleven, yeah, eleven thirty. Um, we get to. I think Tim probably was probably like, hey, we should probably get him home. Oh, Tim's not drunk at all because he doesn't no, drink. No, Tim doesn't drink. Um, Sinethia was drinking a little bit. But no one was on my level. Like, they were yeah. all smart. I'm sitting there just like, you know, running around chasing seagulls on the beach, getting super burnt. <laughs> also, you know, trying to pick up chicks. Um, well, mush mouth probably like Yeah, I, I'm like, you know, like my go-to is when like, you know, when I was, oh, this is when I was 19. <laughs> Um, my go-to was like, hey girl, like a hey girl, that's like, oh, oh, that, that's say, works. That it works, man. Yeah. Like you get their attention for sure. <laughs> um, they might come up to you and be like, that's hey, this second. dude's like real messed up. You know, I'm sitting there with pink, my pink board shorts on, white sunglasses, drunk as burnt. nobody, burnt as like, dude, I was so burnt, had no sunscreen on. And I, I'm trying to think we, you know, okay. So we go back to the hotel, I guess. But it was later, like, we, we were on the beach for, I mean, I blacked out probably for, like, three hours on the beach. We stayed there, though. Somehow I didn't, like, get arrested. Um, you weren't at that level yet, I we're, guess. No, I was just, like, happy-go-lucky. There's videos, you like, if anyone your, wants to see them, your just, final you know, ask, form. Yeah, ask Rosemary McGrady at the gym. She's got them. You know, I'm dancing. I'm having a good time. Me and Tim are having a good time. We ran into the ocean together, <laughs> holding hands, like, magical time. So we, <laughs> we, um, we ended up going back. I'm still pretty drunk. I think I kept drinking maybe. Probably. Yeah. Probably had a couple more beers. Didn't have another four look. I know I had two. So we go back, you know, I, we took an Uber back to the hotel. So we go back in the hotel room, you know, I'm sitting there and I, I'm kind of, I wanted to order food. I can't find my phone anywhere. I'm and, glad I picked the right one. Yeah. Continue. Can't find my phone anywhere. <laughs> Freaking out a little bit. Couldn't find my wallet either. So, so <clears throat> decide to, you know, I'm, I'm super drunk at this point. And, you know, Tim's trying to help me out. He's like, hey, I bet, I bet it's in the Uber. Bet your wallet and your phone is in the Uber. <laughs> like, I'm sure. helpless. Yeah. So, Tim calls the Uber. Uber drivers, you know, cool enough to drive all the way back over here. You know, he's 30 minutes away. He's like, I'll meet you in the gas station parking lot, which was right down the street from us. So Tim, you know, Tim probably regrets sending me like a drunk Hal. Alone. Um, alone by myself. 19-year-old Hal. You know, I was a nightmare. And, you know, all jacked Just up talking from competing to in a competition. You know, <laughs> drunk, four loco, like basically like liquid cocaine. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I go down and... You know, I see the Uber driver. We'll go up to him. And he hands me my phone, my well, my wallet, and he kind of like sticks his hand out, like, "Hey, like, give me some money yeah. for doing this," which I should have given him, but I had no cash on me. Little, I mean, 
but I'm still intoxicated, and I didn't think, like, oh, there's an ATM in the gas station. And... Well, you didn't expect to pay him at yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you know, I probably should have, though. Like, just for being probably. the guy. He, he probably... He, he could have been a scumbag and taken my phone and my wallet. Yeah, Nothing true. was missing. My credit cards were all there. And I was like, hey, man, I'm super sorry. I don't have any cash on me. And, you know, I look down at my phone. Next thing I know, I look up, and he's just, like, swinging on me. Like, punches me in the face, like, twice. And, like, all I do is just, like, you know, like, I'm not going to sit there and, like, run away. Yeah. I'm 19. I'm not – I'm an idiot. And I just popped him, like, just hit him one time, and he goes straight down. <laughs> and, you know, I carried, him to his, I carried him to his car. He's out cold. Like, put – yeah, he's out cold. Like, like I just popped him right in the mouth, and um, he went down. I carried him to the car. Like, carried him. Didn't a police officer seal this? Yeah, so I, I freaked out for a second because, like, I carried him over to the car and, like – Set him inside of his car and like some I sort felt of horrible. Like, like looking back now, it's kind of like I'm super embarrassed of it because I'm like, wow, I was such a little like piece of you know piece of shit. But well, in in your defense, I don't think it warranted a punch. Like, no, like I didn't realize. I was looking at my phone, man, and I just feel like pop, 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 like real quick. And I was like, what? And I just like swing. Yeah. And I look in the gas station. I just see a cop like sitting there like sipping coffee, and I'm like waiting for him to come outside. Like, to say, like, hey, buddy. A hand? So, nothing happened. He just, like, kind of, like, smirked at me. He's, like, he opens the door. He goes, welcome to Miami. Yeah, no. We're in, like, we're not in the greatest part of Miami either. So, (laughs) you know, I kind of just ran back to the room. And I come back inside. And Tim was, like, you get your phone back? And I was, like, yeah. I just, like, knocked him out. There's, like, blood splatter on your shirt. He was, like, I just, I was, like, I just knocked him out. He was, like, what? (laughs) And he was, like, I was, like, yeah. He, like, hit me in the face. Tim, like, came over. Like, my knuckles were swollen up. And Tim was, like, dude, like are you serious? And now it's him. Like every time we talk about this story, he's like, man, I probably, you know, probably shouldn't have probably should went with there. you. Huh? Yeah. He was just like, he didn't believe me at first. And then he like looked at my knuckles, knuckles were all swollen, like had a couple marks on my face. And he was like, dude, are you, are you like, he thought like the cops were going to show up or something yeah. like, which they probably were like, have. no, they saw. Yeah. He saw like, <laughs> he's like, how you couldn't have gone inside and like, you know, gone to the ATM, but you were drunk. I was drunk. Yeah. That's um, all it really comes down to. But yeah. we need to we need to bookmark that one so we make sure we don't yeah. repeat that with Tim. We got to repeat that because there's a couple other stories okay. that weekend yeah. that are good. Um, the one thing that's different since you're not at the gym, yeah, is and sometimes missed is the the playlist. So what are you listening to right now? <laughs> What's the go to? Um, like every okay. once in a while, I get annoying hearing the same thing. Oh yeah. But now we now it, like it's like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Exactly. Now you don't ever. Hear I know. It. I mean, you don't. So I'm assuming the go-to is the box right now. The box? No, man. I was no? like, that song slaps Old for now? sure. It slaps for sure. But um, my new boy, you know, I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm not just one music genre. Like, yeah, I like everything. Like, you know, sometimes I'm into oldies, sometimes like 80s, 70s music, whatever. But you know, what I'm listening to right now, I don't know if you've heard of like Arizona Stravos. Mm-mm slaps man is it rap no it's like uh it's like i don't know what you would call it it's got a little it's like definitely rap but it's more lyrical to where you can understand what they're saying arizona and is arizona servas servas yeah sweet i'll listen to it no it's great i'll show it to you later like he's after this he the dude i mean he's up and coming so like a lot of people don't know about him um 
I need to show you one too. Like there's some random dude. Because there's like there's always ads on Instagram yeah. for artists and yeah. the majority of the time they're straight trash. Yeah, they're usually usually trash because those dudes are paying. It's like them. some it's like some white rapper from Connecticut yeah. who's like has like <laughs> it's hilarious. He paid for a thousand followers. Yeah. But there's this <laughs> there's this kid named Zachary Knowles that okay. I've I played before on the podcast. I'll this show guy's you yeah, too. this guy I mean this guy was brand new. He's got like one song that's called Roxanne. That's got like top ten, I think, right now. No, but it's not like one of his best songs. His best songs are—I don't think they could play them on a radio because they're kind of dirty. Yeah, but no, the kid, like, he's super talented, and like his music, like his beats and everything, just like way different. But like, I mean, going back to where you know when I'd play my playlist in the gym, yeah. you know, it, it ranged from like Beastie Boys to you know just some hardcore like techno. Yeah, like I remember that. Too. Oh, the God. Up music. That fucking you would do workouts and play the same that same song. Yeah. Oh, what's monster? that song called? It's monster. Yeah, dude, that was that's still my like go to. Like when I'm like in a in a competition or doing a qualifier, I, I understand it because I do it, bro. it's like it's like a song and you put you put it on a loop, but the yeah, song it itself loop, is also kind of a loop. It's like five, five so minutes it's like long. just you can just zone out exactly. Yeah, um, I understand that. No, I know people like miss my music at the gym. I know they do. sometimes most of the time. All right. <laughs> We're an hour, dude. Thanks for coming. Yeah, for sure, bro.